Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to episode 103 of the Degenerates Clubhouse, which is already rife with technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. Uh, we made an attempt to switch our normal recording spot instead of Armando's apartment. In all of its wonderful glory, uh, we tried to move to the little studio that, that I've set up uh, at the house over here, and it's great. Like we've got this nice blue backdrop, we've got studio lights, we've got everything. And guess what? We we're using none of it because we couldn't figure out how to actually make the uh, video portion of the podcast work. So the one big upside, though, is at least the uh, the two dogs, my my dog Finn and Violet. Armando's puppy are ostensibly playing. I don't know. I haven't heard him for a while, but Violet's not going to be trying to crash the podcast every two seconds. Yeah. So small victory, you know? Little bitch. Wow. She's a little bitch. I mean, yeah, like literally that, that is, that is true. But the way you said it, Mondo, I felt there was malice there. There is definitely malice there. Sometimes there was, I told you this yesterday that there's, she was, she had like two or three good days and then she just decided she forgot every command and just didn't want to listen to me at all. Didn't just didn't want to do what she wanted to do, and it just it felt uh, like all the progress was lost. Yeah, that's how puppies work. Yeah, that's not good. It's not all. It's it's not all lost, but they're just like little roller coasters, and you just want them to be trending upwards. But yeah, backslides. They they forget. They get excited. Not acceptable. Unacceptable. Aaron. Hey, quick question. Do you think you could angle your chair this way? My chair? Yeah, yeah. So we're kind of like, I got, I've got my chair angled in your direction. You angle your chair in this direction. There we okay. go. Okay. Why, why did we do that? I don't know, because that's how you said to have it, to have it set up. I remember I was asking oh, you. Oh, yeah. That's, that's because if we're recording video, it, that way it looks like we're... Yeah. <laughs> but we're also not recording video right now. We're just doing audio. Correct, but... Humans have these things called uh, nonverbal communication. That would be like facial expressions, uh-huh. hand gestures, things like that. And then if we're facing each other, we have the benefit of being able to see that. I really don't want to look at you. <laughs> wow, that was cold. <laughs> when we're recording. <laughs> I mean, if I wanted to look at it, I could turn my head. The chairs don't need to necessarily be like, we don't have to be facing each other, like literally like face to face. Moving on. Um, Jesus. I want to have to, in, moving on to our first segment. Um, Florida man, Florida man, causing mayhem when he can. Driving drunk as a rule, alligators in his pool of cloud. Here comes the Florida man. Oh, Florida woman booked smuggling fentanyl into jail after x-ray revealed anomaly In quotations, a 32-year-old Florida woman was arrested Wednesday for attempting to smuggle fentanyl into into jail. Bridget Victoria Kessner, 32, was charged with trafficking fentanyl, possession of fentanyl, and attempting to smuggle contraband into the jail. The Monroe County Sheriff's Office stopped Kessner in a BMW at approximately blah, blah, blah. Wait, she was driving a BMW? Yeah. Fancy. Uh, Although, is it even that hard to drive a BMW these days? No. No, they don't. They, they don't have the, they don't have that kind of the, the the luxury allure that they used to have. 
I think now it's probably like Monte Carlo's and Lexus's. No, not Monte Carlo's. Something else. Anyway, um, she had a warrant for attempting to purchase heroin. Deputies asked Kessner multiple times if she had any drugs on her as she had made such attempts in the past, according to deputies. She was taken to Lower uh, Lower Keys Medical Center where 5.1 grams of fentanyl were found in her genital region after an x-ray at the jail revealed an anomaly there, in quotations. Uh, Kessner was charged with four felonies and booked into the Monroe uh, County Jail on a $50,000 bond. Uh, then there's a bunch of other bullshit, but yeah. So wait, she, she wait. So ho- hold on, hold on. Let's let's slow down. Let's let's unpack mm-hmm. this whole sequence of events. Yeah. So she's driving around in her possibly not fancy, probably not fancy BMW. Uh huh. She gets pulled over. Yep. And trying to buy her heroin. Mm-hmm. So they so they take her to jail. Now. I was not aware, like that they do full body X rays when mm-hmm. they're admitting you. Did you know that? No, I don't think they do. But I think she may have had something on her prior record where it was like, "Hey, we gotta, we gotta check this lady because she she's known to do this kind of shit." Yeah, I mean, I because I, I would assume there would have been a metal detector or something like that. Uh-huh. But how? Like, do they have fucking X ray machines? Like, uh, like how are they X raying her? I don't know. Going to jail is is this? Um, there must have been again. Like, again, the fact that she's got past um, a history of having trying to smuggle things in, like they, maybe they do have X-rays specifically for inmates that do this kind of shit. Like I'm, like you can't do a full cavity search with every inmate. Like there's only so much you can do, and then she's a woman too. It's not like they have like a another woman like checking her hoo ha. I mean, you you'd hope they would if they're doing. Cavity searches, but yeah. So they just they just don't even fuck around. They just they just do an X-ray, and there's an anomaly. Uh huh. Like I wonder. I mean, because I'm trying to. I've, I've unfortunately seen plenty of X-rays in the last several years, and you know, usually that's only going to show like it would definitely show metal. It would show like a you know a bony formation. Right. And I bet she's had plenty of bony formations up in that area. Uh huh. Might I get it? Uh-huh. Bony formations. Yep. You see what I was saying? Mm-hmm. I was talking about a, a man's erect penis. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't even think that would pick up fentanyl. Like, it's like a little baggie. That's, oh, so I have a question. This is stupid. I, I don't even know what fentanyl looks like or, or what it's supposed to do. I know it's a drug. I know it's killed people. But what, what is it like? Some, yeah. Well, do you remember what ring pops used to look like? Uh, ring pops. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It looks nothing like that. Oh, okay. So just to, just to by process of elimination, you're one step closer yeah. to understanding what it but looks like. But is it like is it like a powdery substance like cocaine or is it like a leafy substance like marijuana that you have to smoke? Or no, what? it's it's a, a powder, and then you can get it in pill form as well. Ah, okay. Oh, and apparently rainbow fentanyl is a thing. Uh, rainbow fentanyl. Yeah, there's a picture of it. So usually you could get it in just pill form like that, but it would just be a white pill. Is there a medical? Uh, Reason for have, for that, or is it just strictly a drug? You know, it's a painkiller, but oh. you can get high as fucked on it. Ah, okay. That that's what I. That's high what I was, as fucked. Yeah, high as fucked. Yeah, you heard me. Uh, and that's that. I, that apparently is this lady's specialty: fentanyl or high as fuck. Both. So yeah, so she uh, she smuggled uh, some uh, fentanyl in her vagina, her vagine, but probably not on purpose exactly, because. Like when I read the headline, I was like, "Oh, she she's trying to intentionally smuggle fentanyl into jail, probably for the purpose of selling it, or I don't know." But it sounds like she got pulled over, and then she just she just 
hit it up there? No, I think what it was is she already had it in her possession. She 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 wasn't going to go to jail. She was just like, oh no, I'm being pulled over. What do I do with this? Yeah, exactly. Stuff it up your vagina. And then when you ask them, and the, the cops are sure going to ask you like, hey, do you have anything on you? Do we have to search you? She says, no, 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 no. They do the x-rays. Then they find that shit. So then yeah. that's when they charge her for attempting to smuggle it. So it wasn't like she was like... There was no real intention to smuggle it, but it was like, hey, I don't want to fess up to that fact that I've got this shit up in me. So that's when they can hit her for attempted to, uh, you know, smuggle and blah, 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 blah. Because I don't I think she was just kind of going about her day and then and then distributing narcotics. Yeah, like probably probably, you know, getting getting stone, maybe a little little whoring here, there. Yeah, she's not attractive. She's uh, pretty ugly. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say to be a, a prostitute in Florida, you do not need to be that attractive. She looks like she has kind of like a like a woman mustache, kind of, or maybe it's just a trick of light. I don't know. Not not attractive and, and dirty blonde and white. Uh, you know, a white woman trying to smuggle drugs. What the hell? It's normally the, uh, <laughs> it's normally us darkies doing this weird shit, but you never know. You can't, that's what you can't say. You can't uh, stereotype um, people. There, there, this is a... a joke i remember a comedian making years this was like decades ago mm-hmm. but i don't remember if he, if he was speaking about florida in particular but he was let's just say he was he's like yeah you know in florida they just have a whiter shade of trash yeah makes sense but yeah i mean you, you try to you can't uh you can't get away with smuggling anything into drugs or anything into jail and if you do well guess what they're gonna book you for some extra charges um, yeah, no, no cavity is safe from the Florida uh, Police Department's X-ray machine. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was it for Florida men. Moving on to our next uh, subject: uh, world of Ask Reddit. Uh, Aaron, mm-hmm. Reddit question number one: Would you be offended if a potential sex partner asks you for an STI test before you do the deed? Why or why not? And uh, for those of us that don't know what STI is, Aaron. Says he sexually transmitted infection. Yeah, because here in the states we do STD. I guess this is probably it has to be like a Canadian or a Euro person that wrote down STI. Yeah, you think? I don't know. I I didn't know you were this well versed. And yeah, I think the lingo in the states is STD. It's like potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Depends on where you're from. Okay, know, kind of thing. Uh, anyway, would you be offended if a chick said, "Hey, I need you to take a"? I'd be a little bit relieved. Yeah, just yeah. like 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 my my uh, no STD streak is is like pretty good. You know, yeah. I've, I've it's it's not like I've necessarily intentionally worked to maintain it so well, but you know what? <laughs> I should have some some uh, benefits from not man whoring in college too much. Oh. and then, you know that's that's one. Like I think think I'm, think I'm, I'm STI STD whatever you want to say free. So that's one where like I I do not think I would bring that up. With a partner, but if they did, I'd be like, "Oh, okay, cool." Yeah, I think so. If 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 a, if a gal asks you that, that should say enough um, that she's not. I mean, I, my the assumption is she asks you that question. She takes pretty good uh, care of her her hoo ha diseases and all that. Yeah, she's not. Look, she's not. So she's probably having not, weird dick up there. She's not smuggling fentanyl up there. Yeah. She's, She's keeping it clean, Mondo. Yeah, yeah. Clean and trim. So, so yeah, someone asked me that. I would be kind of, like you said, relieved. Uh, likelihood, if, if she asks you that, she probably doesn't have one herself. So, it's kind of 
it's kind of cool, you know, someone. Although, what if she's like, yeah, we have to take one, but we have to go to this specific doctor that I know. Then I might be like, wait, <laughs> hold on. Why this doctor? It's like, you know, that, that whole. Um, Turns out to be like a scene from the big Lebowski where like she's trying to get knocked up and she's like, wait, I just came here to get an STD. Why are you, why are you sticking things up my asshole? <laughs> no, or she does have an STD and the doctor's in on it. And they're like framing you for giving her the STD. Oh no! It gets it gets dark. You know that what was that line Dang. from Shakespeare? Like thou doth protest too much. I don't know. I don't sure. Okay, you never heard that. What's that from? That is from, that's what she said from a Shakespeare play. I don't remember which play. Oh, now. I don't remember that line. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I'd be relieved. I I would be happy to. On the other hand, uh, that is from Hamlet. On the other hand, if. It, so the other the other way around doesn't work. Like if I were to like, if I'm trying to hook up with a chick and I have to ask her, hey, do you mind taking an STD? The, then I already have the like inkling that this chick must be might be dirty. So I probably wouldn't want to. Like if 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 I have my doubts about her being clean or not, then I probably wouldn't. You, you like picked her outside up uh, outside of a Florida County jail. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I if I already have my doubts, I probably wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't force her to take an STD. I would just like, yeah, I, I already have my doubts. I'm probably not going to put my wiener in you. Mm. But that's just me. We're all different. Um, uh, let's see. Some of the users on Reddit say, user electric cherry 575 writes, no. And if you ever meet someone who has a problem getting tested, don't sleep with them. That might be the universal response to that. There's a lot of people that respond to that. Um, user queen of sweet treats writes, no, I think it's a smart thing to do. And let's see, one more user. I want to find the one guy who's like, absolutely not. And it's like, ah, this guy's got a, he's got an STD. Uh, user two, a guns are, I don't know what the fuck their name is. Anyway, that's called check yourself before you wreck yourself. Pretty good. Yeah. So I think the universal answer is um, no. If someone says, hey, you mind taking a test, you know, and th- you shouldn't be offended. But if, if someone does have a problem, then that's probably a... A flag, red flag there by itself. Yeah, you know what? You could almost just use that as like a little ruse. You could just ask them, yeah. "Hey, do you have a problem?" And if they're like, "Oh yeah, no problem," you're like, "Oh, you don't, yeah, you don't, don't even need, worry about yeah, it." Yeah, yeah, you don't need to take one. And if they say, "Yeah, I have a problem," then you're like, "Oh, wait a minute." They, I wish there was a way to do that with chicks, like like kind of like a litmus test to be like, "Hey, are you are you trying to like uh, um, get knocked up by me just to take my money?" Like. <laughs> <laughs> Tricks on you. I don't have any money. <laughs> Outsmarted you by yeah. being poor. Um, that was it for Reddit question number one. Reddit question number two. What is a great example of ne- of a necessary evil? Mm, that's a good one. Hold on. You, why don't you answer? I'm just going to close that door right there. Okay. Um, mine would have to be like taxes. You know, like nobody... Nobody's like looking forward to paying tax. Yay, pay more in taxes, whether it's property taxes or just taxes on whatever it is you buy. No one's thrilled about it. But the hope is, the theory is that you're being taxed and that the government is being responsible with your money and doing things that need to get done, like, you know, fixing, uh, you know, the roads and and, uh, improving education, that kind of shit. Um, but that's the hope, at least, is that our taxes are being used responsibly. But it is a necessary evil. No one wants to be, you know, no one wants to um, pay for it. But Yeah, that's a good one. I guess I kind of forgot a lot of people look at taxes as an evil. Cause e- well, who looks at it like, who looks at taxes like a good? Oh, 
Do you know anybody that's like, yay, taxes? Well, not in the sense of like you're excited to pay taxes, uh-huh. but yeah, I mean, what kind of our whole society would completely cl- even even taking into account some government fuckery and inefficient spending and this that and the other. Like, if we didn't have taxes, it, the whole fabric of society would just fall apart. I, I just thought of, of of an example of someone that might be thrilled to do t- like taxes and that's people that know they're getting a return <laughs> like if you if you know you're not uh, you're not you don't have to pay uncle sam a dime and you might get some money back you're like you like kind of like looking forward to that tax return to you know because you probably already have that mm-hmm. money spent in your mind on something or other but those are the only people that know they're like are kind of excited about the tax season everybody else is like fuck this you know anyway what's your example of necessary evil um, you know what? Like right now, I th- I think a lot of the different forms of energy that we're using, like yeah, like all the the oil drilling and everything, uh-huh. definitely evil. It's fucking up the planet. Like it it many many problems with it. But we're just not in a spot where we could go completely renewable. Yeah, and. You know, it's it's great, like all the climate activists and everything. I'm like, yeah, let's. I, I'm on board. Let's get to what you're saying as soon as possible. But so we we just can't do it right now. I mean, so yeah, it's the oil spills that are destroying like you know ocean reefs and things like that. Not great. But if we didn't have that fuel source again, like our whole, uh, like I, Mato, I like having lights on. You know, uh-huh. I like I like energy. Uh-huh. I like I like being energy. Able to- energy is neither created nor destroyed. That's like a... You just, you just had a flashback to like sophomore year physics, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> Freshman year in high school or some shit. Like that. But yeah, so like I think the idea is you want to be energy efficient, which we are definitely not. We're not there. We're, 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 we're consumers and we waste shit. Uh, you know, moving things towards electric and obviously, uh, you know, more like wind turbines, that kind of thing is kind of attempts at being more efficient, but we're just not. We use up a ton of oil, gasoline, it used to be coal was like a very inefficient, you know, form and created like what was a carbon monoxide or whatever and all this shit. So, but yeah, but then it's like on the flip side, it, it would have been amazing if, you know, the fucking uh, 19th century, like uh, towns and everything could have figured out how to make solar panels, but they just weren't there yet. Yeah. Having cities and infrastructure and like trains and, and things like that. Those are those are great. I don't want to live in a log cabin, you know? I I wouldn't mind. I'm gonna live in a log cabin in yeah. the winter? Fuck that. I, I I'm a man of very few needs and as long as those few needs are met. I enjoy having air conditioning. I, I do too, but I could you know depends on how fucking anyway, moving on. Uh some of the users on Reddit, music, uh, user Music Girl 2000 writes, The ability for the human body to feel pain, as exploitable as it is, without this ability to feel pain, the life expectancy would go way down because people would often realize something was wrong with mm. their body until it was too late to do anything about it. Uh, pain is the body's natural defense mechanism to protect itself against further injury. That is true. That is a good one. Yeah. Can you imagine if you were just completely numb, like you had like your nerves, you didn't feel shit? Well, I mean, that's <laughs> that's sort of, I, I'm not completely numb, but I have an extremely high pain tolerance. You're, you're emotionally numb. You're not physically. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. <laughs> but 
that that high pain tolerance got me in a lot of trouble, Mondo. Like I think if it was like a normal person and I processed pain the same way, that's what that's all what this shit wouldn't have happened. Yeah, that's what happened to your hip. Yeah, you had that bone spur and you kind of just like I was like, yeah, it, it just hurts. I'm gonna just pretend that's not there. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, it was like anyone else, like if they had a, a you know, two centimeter dinosaur tooth in their hip that was like gnawing at their flesh, yeah. they'd be like, mm, maybe I should stop running or like I should get this checked out. However, however, that same um, pain tolerance that we have as humans, like you said, we talked about this in, in running, you know, like we, we have ability to sweat and all that shit, but like, mm-hmm. like running your, your mind tells you to stop. Your body tells you to stop. Various points do it, like, during a long longer run. Mm-hmm. And you just got to fucking will yourself to... You got to push yourself. And then that's how, like, the, the, the better athletes continue to improve. You yeah. Know, that. Oh, yeah. High pain tolerance is a double-edged sword. Yeah. But sometimes uh, you get cut. I like that feeling of, like, after you work out, especially if you haven't worked out in a long time and then you like work out, you get that soreness for like a day or two or sometimes a week, depending on how crazy you, you went. Like there's been times where we've gone on hikes and like the next day, like my thighs and everything like, fuck, like I, but I like that. That pain feels good to me. Okay. Uh, anyway, user Armin Tans writes that air in your bag of chips stops the chips from getting crushed on delivery we all wish there could be just more <laughs> chips but you need that air that is kind of funny <laughs> and then uh then someone below that this pringles have entered the chat because you know pringles are in the little container it's yeah kind of funny uh one more from reddit user i did some funking username q-a-z-a-x one blah 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 writes chemotherapy Edit, I do not have first-hand experience of this, but thank you for the kind comments. To anyone going through it, my thoughts are with you. Yeah, chemotherapy, uh, if, if you've ever had a family member or someone you know go through chemotherapy, you see that they're suffering. But it's like, it's like, um, I don't know, it's kind of like some, it's a, it's a type of pain again that you have to endure to hopefully kill off all the bad juju. Well, I also look at that, though, like the same way as when I, when I was talking about like, uh, using fossil fuels for energy. It's like, this is what we have to work with right now. Yeah. And like, we need to get away from that shit as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I, I remember I, I listened to a podcast where they were explaining how chemotherapy came about. And it, it when you hear it, you're like, this is the dumbest shit. Yeah. It was basically like they had different chemicals that they could use to combat cancer and it was like, this would work for this. And so, you know, and, but they were, weren't able to completely cure the cancer. Mm-hmm. And some dude was just like, what if we just put them all together? We just throw all these random fucking chemicals together and just blitzkrieg like the whole body where to the, where to the point where it's like the chemotherapy in some cases is, is like more destructive than the cancer, but yeah. it's a little bit more easy to control. But, it, but that's one that I, I guarantee there's so many things we do medically and chemotherapy is one of them. In like a hundred years, we'll look back and be like, what the fuck were those idiots yeah. doing? They're just throwing like all these like hardcore chemicals into patients' bodies. Like this was barbaric. Yeah. But, you know, the alternative just not treating it or, or sorry, treating it with, with crystals and incense. And have you ever had someone in your family or, or, or someone you knew go through cancer like you, where you've witnessed and seen them go through the chemotherapy? Where, where they were like in my household or someone you knew whether it's with your household or, or like a friend of a friend or a, 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 a yeah. family's parent or something yeah no it was one of the players that i coached at my last school i mean i remember too and she was she was um like not feeling well 
during the winter and we're like, what the fuck's going on? And then she was just off like the whole season. And then it finds out, you know, she's diagnosed with, with cancer. Yeah. Um, so she wasn't in school, but she, she was kind of like coming back to games every so often. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, it was kind of, it was, it was both the dramatic change, like physically, but more just mentally. She was like a very kind of unhappy kid pre-cancer and then like even like during something about going through chemo and just i i think it got to the point where they realized like she probably wasn't gonna make it oh. she found this like weird piece almost she yeah. just seemed so much more at ease with everything around her Where like she's just like yeah whatever i mean like yeah i can't i can't even begin to imagine what like someone going through it like what they're going through in their in their mind like what you're thinking like you have to either come to terms with like, Hey, I'm going to die or like, or, or you have to have like that fighter in you. I, and again, it's only the, the mental part is only part of the battle. If your if your body just can't hack it, you just can't. Have you ever seen that movie? 50, 50 with, uh, yeah. Joseph Gordon. Great, great movie. Anna Kendrick is hot in it just because she plays like a dumb therapist, <laughs> like a ditzy therapist. Anyway, good movie. I enjoyed it. That's a, that's like, I mean, I had one uncle, so the only person I actually have seen gone through chemotherapy and cancer was an uncle of mine. And it's crazy because he was this guy that lifted weights, was always like kind of in shape, uh, was one of these guys that like went to church, did all his prayers and all that stuff. And and he was also like one of the guys that t- took like supplements and vitamins. So he like took really good care of himself, quote unquote, mentally and spiritually. And then to see him go through chemotherapy and lose his, lose his hair and, and it was just sad and it like you know everybody was bummed out everyone was sad that the possibility that my you know uncle wouldn't make it through but fortunately thankfully he made it through and he's 125 bajillion percent that was long ago this is like 20 years ago so last one i'll read for that question uh user imaginary charges writes uh, a lawyer defending an alleged rapist murderer pedophile etc that's a really good one it is and the the keyword is alleged because you know if you if you know someone raped him, you kind of look at those defenders as like assholes, like you know, like. Uh, well, I th- I think even if you knew they did it, like you 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 need to have lawyers defending um, criminals because in the off chance that they didn't do it, yeah, like that's sort of the whole way our justice system is set up. You're supposed to you're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, so it's like you need a defender, and yeah. yeah, it sucks for I guess it really sucks for those defend uh, those lawyers where they're like, oh, I know they did it, yeah. but I still have to defend them. Yeah, it's got to be an interesting. Um like like the public defenders or or defense attorneys that have that thought like my the person i'm defending is a, is is uh guilty of the charges whatever the charges may be that's got to be a big mind fuck for them morally like just to kind of be able to go to sleep at bed at night unless they unless that lawyer defenders already kind of crooked to begin with well I, I think more often than not it, what ends up happening though is you've got these public defenders who just phone it in because they've got like eight million cases yeah. and they can't really a lot a lot of time to any of them uh-huh. which sucks because i think there are a lot of people who actually are innocent yeah and they just get a public defender who's just oh, yeah. doing the bare minimum yeah, yeah yeah i had an uncle who uh you know the, the, the there's always the story of what happened and what actually happened but the story was you know he was off visiting uh my then uh uh his girlfriend, my like, she's my aunt now. They got married, but back then they were just dating. 
A story is he gets jumped by two guys on the way there and he pulls out a knife and to defend himself and stabs, you know, both of them or one of them. And one of them ends up being in like critical condition, almost died, you know, because of that. But it's like, you know, my uncle was defending himself and he ended up having to do time and go to juvie. But fortunately, I think if it would have been worse if the guy died, he probably would have been in jail for murder or something. Right. Obviously. Uh, but uh, yeah. They're a necessary evil, especially if if you know you know you know you're in the right, you're being jumped or whatever. And sure, you probably shouldn't have pulled out a knife, but what are you gonna do when you're getting beat up by two guys here? You know. Anyway, that was it for Ask Reddit. Moving on to the last segment of this episode, Binger Purge. We're going to be discussing The Patient, starring what's his name? Steve, Steve Carell. Carell. I'll say yeah. I'll say Steve Steve Farrell, but that's Will. <laughs> Yeah, Will, Will Ferrell and yeah. Steve Carell's kid, uh -huh. Steve Farrell. Yep. Uh, this is available on Hulu. Yeah. And I gave a, a brief overview of it when we did our, our speed round for, I think it was the 100th episode. Uh -huh. But just to recap, uh, the, the premise of the show is Steve Carell plays a, a therapist, like a pretty well-known therapist. He's published, so forth and so on. Uh, and he, he, he is still recovering from his wife's death and and he's grieving from that. And this death has sort of fractured his family a little bit. In the midst of this, he's treating a patient who turns out to be a serial killer. And the, the patient wants to stop serial killing, uh, but he does not know how to, to deal with these urges. And he feels the best way to go about rehabilitating himself is to kidnap Steve Carell, chain him <laughs> to the floor in the serial killer's basement, and have therapy sessions there, and that is that is sort of the the structure of the show. It's a lot of a lot of just one on one scenes between Steve Carell and I forget the names the the name of the actor who plays the, the serial killer, uh, Sam. But the, most of the show is just the two of them, and then the, you know, there's definitely parts outside of that where. Uh, Sam is either serial killing or uh, the the few few times where someone other than Sam wanders into the basement and interacts with Steve Carell. So when you did that, when we did the kind of the speed run, and you were talking about the show, I was and maybe you explained it, but I was only half listening. But the show is still ongoing, and it's still ongoing now. In other words, when you watched it at the time, you'd only seen like three or four episodes. Mm -hmm. um, I've since gone back and watched them all and caught up with the most current episodes and um, yeah, it's interesting for sure. Uh, there was, um, there's some stuff that was uh, Steve Carell's character is Jewish and that, that goes into play kind of sort of not directly, but I, it's, I think Steve Carell's character and Steve Carell himself are Jewish. Is he? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, a Jew in Hollywood. No, it couldn't yeah. happen. <laughs> Does it sound bad? I should have known by the nose. That sounds bad, huh? <laughs> That's fucked up. Anyway, that is a tip. Yeah. Um, no, but so, I, so I was, I was kind of under the impression that, uh, that you, that the show was over. And so I went and started watching it and it's not, it's not a short, uh, so far what there's seven or eight episodes and then the season is not over yet. As of without giving away any spoilers in the show, as of yet, Steve Carell still kind of locked in the basement. <laughs> this guy's still trying to figure out like they're, they're on. Uh, so there's eight episodes out, and it is a ten episode season. So there's two more left. The guy that plays the killer, that guy, like he does have a natural like kind of like a strange just like dead eyes. Yeah, he's got like a strange like his complexion is pale and 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 his behavior, his um. He's definitely got. He's 
so I watched that Dahmer show, and and Dahmer for sure, uh, serial killer, had a lot more like t- uh, signs, telltale signs that like, oh, this guy's not right. This this guy, the actor, does a pretty good job of like giving off like that uh, crazy killer vibe. That uh, that uh, the, the actor's name is Domnals Gleason. Yeah, his name is a fucking weird name too. Anyway, some interesting. Uh, yeah, and, it's kind of and apparently he's he's Irish. He's Irish. I like. I like to hear his uh, his authentic uh, speaking voice. And he does not have black hair like in the show. He's got red hair. Oh, crazy! And then no wonder he gives him a little kind of crazy psych- a sociopath. Of, co- of, of course, he seems dead in the eyes. He's he's a ginger. Yeah, it's all making sense now. Um, so watching the show, there was some references to some like 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 discourse between Steve Carell's character and his son and and, and his wife passing and there was some like uh, religious Jewish things that like didn't click to me and uh just uh, a couple of days ago Aaron and I went to um have kava and Aaron cleared some things up that were otherwise uh miss just I just wasn't unaware of certain things that that gave that gave the show more meaning to me that gave it a little more sense it didn't make sense to me as I was watching the show because obviously I'm not Jewish, but yeah. Well, and just just the confusion Mondo had was, I mean, just like Christianity and I'm assuming just any other religion, there there are sort of different branches of, of uh, Jewish religion, and like the Orthodox Jews are like the super strict, like I mean, adhering exactly the Bible. I mean, the, the ones if you ever if you ever see uh, like Jews that have like the big beard and like the curls. You ever seen those? Mono? Yeah, yeah, I've seen those in, in not in real life. Actually, I have seen those in real life. I'll say I haven't seen them in real life, but that is that's a lie. I have seen them in real life, but more often you see them in like TVs and shit, and they they own jewelry stores and. <laughs> uh, but usually, yeah, those are those are Orthodox Jews, and they're they're going to be a lot stricter in terms of following the religion. The, the part of the, part of the the issue in the show, the conflict is. Even though Steve Carell and his wife were were Jewish, and the wife actually worked for the, the, the church. I forget the name of it. It was, it was a position that like sings in church. I don't know what it's called. I don't a canter. There you go. Um, I remember that, but the son decided to become Orthodox and just be basically just be like hardcore, hardcore religious. And then almost like looked down on them cause they weren't Jewish enough. Yeah. So the way you explained it to me, you drew the parallels of Christians and how there's different denominations and how there's like your everyday kind of like, yeah, I'm Christian. And then there's like the hardcore fucking, like, yeah, like the Baptists or the Puritans or Quakers something. and shit. And those fucking, uh, what are those people that fucking shake and shit? <laughs> those are Quakers, right? Yeah. Those are Quakers. So there's some more kind of more, um, hardcore versions. Now Quakers are like the most low key Christians. I guess. No, they're like Quakers are just like chill. Like everybody love everybody. What are the ones that speak in tongues and shit? Are those someone, something different? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I used to know all this shit back in the day. You know, like Whittier is supposed to be a Quaker school. Yeah. Did you know that uh, Cameron James Cardi is, his family is Quaker by uh, religion, religiously. They're Quaquers. He comes of, of the guy, the one guy that you would think least expected to be a Quaker. (laughs) Cause he was whipping his dick out every opportunity he could in college. Um, neither here nor there, but, uh, interesting show. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite ones out there right now, but it, it is good. It's one of those ones where I like, I, I I'm intrigued. I want to watch it. It's, you know, pretty slow as far as, as far as like progression, um, plot, like plot development. Like there's a lot more character development in it. 
but the plot doesn't really move, doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, Steve Carell starts in the basement, still in the basement. Still in the basement, yeah. But meanwhile, the the killer, who's when he goes kind of, so he's he's leading a double life, right? Like he's this, he's not, he's a serial killer, but he still has a nine to five job, and he checks in, and and he has this thing where like when he feels even remotely slighted by somebody, like he blows it like really out of proportion. And that's what drives him to like want to kill somebody is like he'll take the smallest slight at him as like a as almost like an insult to him or 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 you know um yeah so he takes that as a excuse to want to commit uh violent acts. I told Aaron this uh a couple of weeks back that my in my first take when I was watching the show. I was, and I, th- I think it's been disproven since, but I, th- I was under the impression just by watching the show that maybe the other person in the house was a split personality of the killers. And that's why you never saw them in the same scene at the same time um, with, you know, a couple exceptions here. But I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be right. I, I, that's just my little Armando theory of what's going on in the show. But it's clear that this guy's got something. He's not, he's not right in the head. The th- the thing that I like about the show, though, is uh, just like you said, I mean, it, it's almost all character development and it really relies on the performances of, of really the two, two the two actors. I mean, I think Steve Carell does a great job yeah. in, in a dramatic role. I think the, the, this guy playing the serial killer walks an incredible line where for the show to work, he has to be almost a little bit sympathetic but also still a serial killer. Yeah. Where it's like, you don't hate him quite the same way you would most serial killers. Cause like you, you can see like there's some wires that aren't connected and he is kind of trying. And, yeah. and that's just a very uh, nuanced line to, to walk. I mean, I, I can't remember who it was. There's, there's somebody who, who uh, teaches writing and like screenwriting and said like the best stories are the ones with very simple plots, but extremely complex characters. And the other thing that I, I just like about the show is this this is like a do more with less sort of thing. I mean, yeah. we, we recently reviewed Rings of Power where it's like fucking $700 million budget. Uh-huh. And I think, I mean, absent of the actor salaries, this probably costs them about, I don't know, 40 bucks to film. Yeah. Like <laughs> $100 million per episode or $100,000. Hmm. I mean, I don't even know if they, they needed to spend. Because it's like, like I said, I mean, I mean 90% of it is it just in this basement. I mean, there's some, uh, kind of dream sequences that Steve Carell is having. And there's, you know, some, some shots where the serial killer goes out into the real world, but it's just very minimal. And I think with, with really, really minimal resources, they made a very, very solid show. Yeah. Uh, and to the point where I, I think you could, you could even like rework this a little bit and, and stage this as like a play if you wanted to. Yeah. Like a one act play or one, one scene play or something. You know, but yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's, it's what I don't like about our system about binge or purge because I, I kind of want to, I'd rather give it a rating than say binge or purge. I still, I still want to watch it, but it's not, like I said earlier, it's not like my favorite show. It's not one where I could sit down and see them. Like if it was, if the entire season was out and I, I want to sit there and watch all the episodes all in one. Yeah. I probably wouldn't either. I probably wouldn't. Um, that's fine. That's just the name of the the segment. Yeah. So, you let, let's because I I think I can't remember there was a, a different show where I said for me it was then, neither a binge or yeah. a purge. 
Um, maybe it was the sh- actually you know probably <laughs> probably was the bear that yeah. I said that about. Okay. Um, so so what rating would you give it? I, I'd give it like a six or a seven. Like it's it's not. You know, it doesn't jump out at me. It's not like, oh my god, I really got. It. I can't wait. I can't wait for the next episode. I don't really get that feeling when I watch mm-hmm. it. Um, but I do want to watch it. I do want to watch it to its completion. It doesn't mean it's not good. You know the way I put it though. It, for me, it, it's like I would give it higher than a six, but that's that's just understanding what the show is, right? Like in the sense of I'm trying to equate it to like some sort of like like alcoholic drink, where it's like yeah, like. You want to have like like maybe like some sort of whiskey where it's like you want to have it like every now and again, but you don't want to fucking binge it. Like you're not like trying to drink that whiskey every night. So, it depends on who you are, but <laughs> yeah, that, you know that that's where I was sort of pausing because I was like, well, no, I know some people that, that. But the whole the whole point is like you could have like a very good alcoholic beverage, but it's not something you want all the time. I got one for you. It's it's like the Miller High Life of beers. It's like it's a champagne of beers every now and again here and there is kind of okay, but it's not like your go to beer. It's like hey, I can't wait to have that beer again, but it's like it's better than Bud Light. It's better than PBR. <laughs> well, you know, you know what this is though. Okay, so it's so it wouldn't be Miller High Life. It would be like some like really like artisanal like you know craft craft beer like homebrew beer or or like micro no like a really like uh, hoppy like uh, microbrew beer where they put all sorts of shit in it and you're like yeah to to have like a glass of that every so often you're like wow like this does taste different and kind of hits the palate different but you don't you're not trying to drink that as your go to beer. Okay, I got so it's like a sour. It's like a like a sour beer. Like, yeah, like, like and that. it is like, it is kind of a sour show. You don't you don't leave the show being like, oh, that was great. I had a fun time. You're like, oh, Steve Carell's gonna get murdered in this basement. Fuck. Yeah, you'll, you'll have a glass <laughs> or two, and then you got to move on or, or try something different. But you're like, I can't I can't drink this all night. Oh, what's up now? Now Steve Carell is having uh, nightmares about being in the Holocaust and. Uh, fretting about his his relationship with his estranged son wow this is this is a real pick-me-up i want to watch the next episode like you don't you don't get that but like yes it's 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 like a sour beer and it's a sour show and those are good and can be really really good in small doses but yeah you don't want to really binge those yeah we are about 40 some odd minutes into the episode so we still have plenty of time we kind of covered everything was there anything else you want to talk about a mention uh we walked out and saw your the progress on your house and then gotta tell you it looks obviously for sure it looks night and day different from the last time i saw it it's been filled in with well yeah i mean at this point it's just the the foundation is in and then it got backfilled so you can actually kind of see like more like what the yard is going to look like the front yeah. yard the backyard there's still a giant mountain of dirt in the backyard the real crazy transformation hopefully starts this coming week Unfortunately, because of the delays with the foundation company, there's like three different crews that are all trying to get in and do work at the same time, which is a problem. Like the foundation company has stuff that they they want to finish up. The excavator was going to want to get in and and regrade, like redo the slope of the front yard and like move move some of that giant dirt pile around. But then the, the real dramatic transformation will be the framers. Yeah. Like when they actually start taking all the wood that's sitting in my garage. You'll see and, the skeleton of the house. Well, and, and, you know, it's nice walking around the perimeter and kind of seeing where things are going to be. But when the framers are done, we'll actually be able to, like, walk through the house. Yeah. See what the rooms look like, see the size of it. I mean, thus far, all those dimensions and things have just been in my head. 
And well, got, they're on paper, aren't they? They're on paper. They're not just in your head. Well, you know, yes, obviously. <laughs> no, it's like, they, we're going through the permitting process. It's like liquid. Like, trust me, I got it. It's yeah, all yeah, up here. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, you you got it. You just you can conceptually, yeah, yeah, yeah liquid. Yeah. Don't oh, worry. Yeah, yeah. They're like, okay, we trust you. You seem like a smart kid. Yeah. It's like thanks, Lakewood. Uh, no, but I I just mean in terms of like me visualizing it. Yeah. Like I don't have like a three D rendering or anything like that. Why not? Because it costs more, oh. and I could just I could just visualize it in my head. That's what I was saying. Nice, but it'll be fun like walking through it. the The real stressful part though is I'm basically out of money once the framing's done. So I don't. Yay! I, I don't really know how. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what happens after that. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna I might maybe at that point I can try to take out some sort of building loan or something, but. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. You know what? Like, just just one step at a time. F- future me, which is not that far in the future, we'll have to figure that out, I guess. Yeah. The uh, the Dodgers, Los Angeles Dodgers, got eliminated last night to the Padres. Um, the Padres had a one-game playoff to get into the playoffs, and they upset the Mets to get into the playoffs. And... That earned them a chance to have a five-game series against the Dodgers. First to three wins. Uh, the Dodgers eliminated. Do- uh, I'm sorry. The Padres eliminated the Dodgers, which is crazy because the Dodgers had their best um, regular season in like a bajillion years. They had 112 wins or 111 win season, which is like that hasn't happened in a long time by any team. And uh, yeah, so they were upset big time um, by the Padres, which was crazy because they were they were winning the game yesterday. They were up like three to one or three to two or something. And then the Padres came back to beat them, but sucks because, uh, you know, high hopes for the Dodgers this season. I think Dave Roberts, the coach had said, yeah, this is the season 2022. We're going to win the world series. Uh, mark my words. Uh, there's nothing but championship for 2022. And then egg in our face. It didn't happen. We, oops. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a bummer, but at the same time, it's, you know, I'm not that heartbroken because they won last year, the world series, uh, that was a uh, huge, huge, huge. I got crazily, crazy emotional when they won, but uh, I don't know. I, I can't feel bad that they lost this season. It was they they did their best, and so now I can focus on football. I love I love football. I love the Chargers. Anyway, I have nothing else to say. Was there anything else you wanted to finish it up with? Nah, I think let's let's just. Keep us a, a shorter episode. Excellent. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed the audio-only version of this episode. Sorry we couldn't do video. We're, we're working on it. Again, changing of studios. Rec- had a bunch of uh, bugs, but we'll figure it out. Um, talk to you guys in a week. Um, speaking of which, I believe uh, Aaron and I next week are going to be doing our Halloween episode? Question mark? I'm Ron Burgundy. That's the plan. You know, we got to get the, the lighting and everything right for that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, next week we'll probably be doing the Halloween episode so that we can record it and release it before Halloween. Um, but we'll talk to you guys in a week. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Bye bye. Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.